Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we will be covering the news, what we've been playing, and for our main topic of the night, we are going to talk about inserts. Uh, ones yeah, that come... in- board game inserts. Board game inserts. Board game inserts. <laughs> yes. Ones that come with the box, ones you add to the box, and what people use. Yeah. This is going to be riveting. It, it's going to be exciting. Honestly, it's like putting together puzzles. I have a great time with inserts. So Yes, I like to buy inserts. I hate building yeah, inserts. Dave doesn't like building them, but I love it if he buys them and then lets me yeah, glue I, them I like together. having them, but we will get to this. Yes. And yes. I'll tell my story of how I came up with this subject. Yes, absolutely, because he just texted me one day, and he's like, remind me, we need to talk about this. I'm like, all right, well, sure. Okay, Shay, what, what been playing? have you personally been playing well since you let me go first i'm gonna talk about castles of burgundy team edition i've heard of this i know you have because for the past year we've only been playing games together well there is that (laughs) (laughs) uh but castles of burgundy team edition i didn't actually I, i didn't really know castles of burgundy had this version uh, is this normal in the base game, or do you have no, to buy an expansion? No, this is an expansion. It's an expansion, okay. It came with the 20th anniversary edition. Which is what we got. Yes. So, yeah, so it, expansion that allows you to basically do 2v2. So it's not cooperative, really. It's not a full cooperative where you're all working together. You're in teams fighting against another team. Yeah, it's, it's not cooperative. Playing. There is a competitive element to this Yeah, game. but you're cooperating with your partner. It's team-based. It's team-based, yeah. You're cooperating with your team, which happens to be just one other person. Possibly cooperating. Most of the time. Most of the time. I can't believe you're, like, throwing shade like that when me and you were a team and we crushed (laughs) it. Like, how dare you? I'm not throwing shade. I'm just explaining it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Anyway, so, yeah, you you work in a team of two uh, against another team of two, and you try and win the game. It's honestly basically the same as regular Castles of Burgundy where you are drafting, uh, using rolling dice, drafting tiles, placing those tiles on your board. Uh, Only this time, the board is twice the size. Yep. And you have pretty much one extra space you can build from because on your board, uh, you have two spaces, your partner has two spaces, and then there's two spaces in between you that you can draft your tiles onto. Uh, So you actually get four tiles you can play. Yeah, that's... Where the base game, you have an option of three tiles. Yeah, exactly. Once you pull them off the main board into your duchy. Yeah. And the goods are all shared between your team. The silver and the guys that allow you to change your dice number. Workers. are also Your workers are also shared. Other than that, though, it's it's basically the same. Yeah. it's We, we had a really good time playing mm-hmm. this. Uh, just the fact that between the two of us, we had almost a full brain... Brain cell. Uh, brain cell. Yep. Working towards winning this game. Yeah, we you could you could really see us bouncing the brain cell between us as yes. we uh, tried to figure out what we were doing. On certain turns, I would hold it. On certain turns, she would hold it. Yeah. And occasionally, <laughs> I would be holding it as he was doing his turn, and I'm like, Dave, you got to do you got to do this thing. Uh, but it, it did work out really well. It, it did. Yeah. Uh, we played Miss Board on the Air and Jordan. Yep. Uh, they. I would say planned out their moves a lot more than we did. Oh, absolutely. They had whole like discussions before they made both of their turns. Yeah. And we sort of winged it. Yeah. We'd get to our turn and I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to do this. And you'd be like, yeah, you know what? That sounds good. 
That's uh, not good. But you know, it worked out. We ended up winning because we had all the end game scoring. Yeah, they uh, didn't focus on the yellow tiles, which give you end game scoring, where we solely grabbed those. Yeah, we missed two of them. Yeah. Uh, but we got the rest of them, and we managed to stay close enough. I say close enough. Honestly, we finished the game with us about 50 points behind them. Yeah. Uh, but we had 80 points-ish in <laughs> endgame scoring. So Usually in endgame scoring, if you get 25 to 30 points, you're doing well. Yeah. And we had significantly yeah. more than that. Yeah. And I think, honestly, we scored this game in teams, so we just merged our scores together. Yeah. I think you said the game recommends doing it separate, like per person. Yeah, I think separately as you're building duchies and stuff like that, yeah. or building areas, and then combining them at the end, but it didn't make sense to do it that way. No, it seems weird. It just, this is going to end up with you having a very high-scoring game. We got yeah. to, what, 360 or something like that? Yeah, we were 370, 380 yeah. by the time we finished. Yeah, both, all, both of the teams were over yeah. 300. Yeah. Um, but in a normal game, I will average a little over 200. Again. Yeah, I'll be close to 200 anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, this is part of the 20th anniversary edition, one of the other expansions. And to start Felduary. Which you insist is a thing. Which is totally a thing. I don't know what it is. This is the game we started with. Fantastic game. Uh, really enjoyed the team edition. Definitely would play again. Yes. Uh, the next game I'm going to talk about is from a little known designer named Stefan Feld. Wow, another one. And this is Luna. Uh-huh. Which we we played just before February, but I'm going to probably play it again this month, but I'm going to include it in the start of mm -hmm. February. Uh for those that you're not aware, February you play all your Feld games in February. February. But yeah. it's now called February. I don't know if it is. Uh Luna is how to describe Luna? It's work, not even worker placements, action selection. Yeah, it's 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 honestly more like worker movement. Yeah, because <laughs> you 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 do actions by moving your workers on and off of islands. So I I would say your workers are action points, and you have action point point. Uh, each action takes the six or amount of action points. Yeah, and those workers are your action points. Yeah. Uh, if they're on an island, they're active. If they're off the island, they're inactive. And it usually takes two of them to do an action. And you are collecting favor tokens from the gods. You are... Is that what you're doing? Yeah. I didn't actually really get the theme of this game. It's like you're building a church, maybe? Well, it's, it's a temple to the gods, okay. basically. And you are collecting tiles that you're moving into the, the middle temple. Uh... And while you do that, you're trying to put a bigger number next to a smaller number and bump off the other workers. So they go into this basically purgatory mm -hmm. until they get moved out. And you do this over six rounds. Mm -hmm. At the end, you there's some bonus scoring and other people win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was a really good design. It was way more thinky than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. uh, we had played it once previously, or half, ha half a game previously, yeah. and talked about it on the show. Uh, we got our first full game of it in, and I really liked it, but I found on my turn, I was thinking way more than I liked to during a game. Yeah, I could agree with that. There, there's a lot of planning involved, and you're not yeah. even planning just this action. You're planning your next 
three or four or five actions. Yeah, and I mentioned this after we finished the game that I think it was a good game. Um, I'm not a big fan of games where if you forget to plan your turn two or three actions and like turns in advance, then you can't do anything. It, it is very punishing for lack of planning. Yeah, and it and it's it's not like and it's hard to plan. I think yeah. honestly, like hard to figure out what you're gonna do three turns away. Like, the one thing I'll say is that nobody was really able to super mess with you other than to grab the tiles before you could get to. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody... There wasn't much take that. Yeah. It was just like, you're trying to do things, but you also need to be able to set up to do other things later on in the game. And if you don't, then you're screwed. There's no fixing that. I had that feeling of Altiplano where Mm -hmm. if you leave your worker or your... uh, traveler on the wrong island you're in trouble for the next round yeah and, and it hurts you and, and this game is very much similar where it has a neat uh, end of round mechanic where you can pass and you flip over a candle and if you flip over four candles or four people pass and flip over candles the, the round ends so you can be setting it up and somebody just yeah the three people decide they're gonna flip it over and they can really mess with what you wanted to do yeah yeah, for me, I just, I ended up in my last two rounds. I didn't have, I, I wasn't on the right places and I couldn't get to the place to actually be able to do anything. Yeah. And so I kind of wasted my last two rounds not really being able to get much points or much in the way of points or movement. Yeah. Um, and, and it cost you because yeah. you were doing fairly well up to that point. Yeah. But yeah, it's, so this is Luna from Steffenfeld. Uh Really nice looking game. Yep. Uh, lots of cardboard in it, some wood, wooden workers or meeples. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I want to play it again uh, just to try and get an actual strategy going. Yeah, I think I tried another time. I It's not going to, right now, it's not a game that I'd be like, yeah, I can't wait to play that. I'm like, mm, there are other games I'd want to play. It's right now, it's in that uh, in between stage of one that I really like and one that I don't like Mm -hmm. uh it's it's just something that i need to play to figure out what way it's leaning towards yeah it's still going to stay in the collection because it's a feld and of course it is a good design yeah like there's nothing wrong with this game it's whether we grab we're not going to grab it as much as we grab castles of burgundy yeah yeah okay last game we played last week Mm -hmm. was era right i wasn't there for that one you were doing something i was doing something else you're painting was i or something. Yeah. I was doing something. Yeah, so Era is the world's first roll and build. Yep. Roll your dice, get resources, have disasters happen, uh, fight each other, and you're buying buildings. Mm-hmm. And depending on how many people you're playing, the amount of buildings that run out is when the end game trigger is. And then you're going to score points based on those buildings that you've put out. Mm-hmm. Uh New expansion just came out for this one. I haven't picked it up yet. Uh, it is one that we really like. Uh, it's a very tactile game because you have real buildings and stuff in your hand. Yep. And they're all nice. Uh, the board itself is a little plain. Yeah. Uh, it's just yellow with some stickers on it. It's really... I think we talked about this when we played it last New Year's or something like that. Or last Christmas. Um, where it was, it's very funny that, you know, the pieces are gorgeous, right? Like they're not painted, but they're different colors and they're very detailed. Uh, and then the board is this yellow battleship plastic board and you have to put the stickers on yourself. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's 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 it really lets you down on the whole aspect of the game. Right? Yeah, it it's, would have been nice if they had put like a picture over top or something. Something with it. Yeah. Right? Uh, that being said, it is a very solid game. It's uh, same designer as Pandemic, mm-hmm. Mac Leacock, and I I do like this one. We don't play it as often. Nope. Uh, but it is one that if somebody said I want to play Era, I'm gonna grab it. Yeah, I actually did really enjoy this game. I think I was just busy doing something else the day that you guys played it, but uh, it is fantastic. Yeah. Okay, now let's get to the news. Woohoo! Any interesting board game news? There is lots of interesting board game news. Uh, Let me just pull it up here. Yeah, perfect. Okay, expansions. Mm -hmm. Draftosaurus. Okay, yeah. Uh, this is a little tactile one where you have a handful of dinosaurs. You take one and you pass them to the ne- person next to you. Mm-hmm. They are getting two expansions. One's going to be water dinosaurs and one's going to be flying dinosaurs. Cool. Uh, same nice little figures, more boards, more little rules to score. Yeah. Uh, I like this game, mm-hmm. so I will pick these up if I can find them because the game itself was hard to get. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Lockett, he of Above and Below and Near and Far, has announced the third of that trilogy, I'm Okay, Above, say. Below, Near and Far, yeah. East and West. <laughs> now, now or Never. Ah, that's good. I like yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> uh, doesn't really show anything yet. Yeah. Other than the box cover, but it's coming. Uh, he does Kickstarter for his stuff. His big one, uh, Sleeping Gods, is just being, uh fulfilled so a lot of people are starting to get that out in the states another couple weeks we should have it in canada and it's coming to kickstarter this year sweet root which is board game of the year a couple years back yep uh it's getting another expansion which i'm gonna say is four or five Uh, a couple more factions one of them is badgers cool i didn't actually get to play root no Uh, it's we have Merchants of Cove or Merchants Cove coming, which is very asymmetrical, like this one, where everybody plays a little bit differently and every character is done differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you play Root, you have to learn your character and hope that the other people are playing their game right. right? Okay. Because you don't know, unless you've played all the different characters, you don't know how it plays. Okay. And I liked Root. But it's not something I think I would buy Okay. because of that. Yeah. Because it is a heavier game, and there was a little bit of that piling on at the end, trying to win, and everybody just going after you so you couldn't. Right, okay. Uh, Jamie Stegmeyer of Stonemeyer Games announced his next game. He, him and another person are co-designing it. It's based on a book series called Red Rising. I know that series, actually. Isn't that a Rick Riordan series? No. No? I don't believe so. It's two books. It's dystopian. Uh, it's Somebody com- called it uh, Ender's Game meets uh, the Mockingbird. Uh, oh, uh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Uh, Pierce Brown. Yes. Okay. Uh, Interesting. It's card-driven. You have five cards. You play one to take an action. And draw a card that's face up so you know what card you're getting. Or people know what card you have. And then you're going to get points based on the cards. And 
is all it really said. He hasn't done any of his designer diaries or anything like that yet. Uh, it's supposed to pre-orders this month, fulfillment end of March. Sweet. The box cover looks really cool. It's a very pretty box cover. It looks cover. very, very pretty. Uh, Eric Lang, he of Come On Games, uh-huh. who left Come On Games this year. Right. Uh, he did a Twitter feed talking about updates of his games. Cool. Uh, he's got a family game franchise for Spin Master Games coming. Uh, it was a, He says it's based on a lifelong bucket list license. Uh, game is as much meat of bones and personality as I could stuff into a borderline gateway experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Live your dream, man. Yeah. He's doing a lot of co-designs on these. Uh, he's got one that he says is a family game along the lines of Exploding Kittens coming. Uh, another co-design for another family gateway game. So he's doing a lot of lighter stuff. Uh, a lot of his stuff was plastic-based. A, a little bit more to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big one that came out of this is he's doing another but Blood Rage expansion. Okay. Uh, it's probably one of his most famous games. Yeah, big mini game. Uh, it's part of the trilogy with Rising Sun and Onk, which should be coming out this year, I believe it's uh, fulfilling. And another gateway game. Uh, he's doing a video game project too. Oh, neat. Yeah. And him and Ignacia Tre- Trezichuka. Nailed it. Portal Games guy. Okay. Ignacy is yeah. what everybody calls him. I can never pronounce his name. They're doing a game together. Uh, Portal like the video game? No, it's uh, Portal is his company. He's... Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Portal Games is what they're called. And there's about five or six other ones. Wow. So he's coming out with a lot. Yeah. He's uh, enjoying the free le- freelance style, uh-huh. and he's still doing a little bit with Simon, but he's just not their head designer anymore. Yeah. Uh, also, he's Canadian. Cool. And black. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. Yes. Okay. Let's get to... What, uh, the, not the... what we've been playing. No. It's the main topic. But first, we should remind everyone, you are listening to Board on the Air on CFCR. Uh, I am Shay, and that is David. Uh, our main topic of the night is board game inserts. So yes. these are the trays, either the ones that come with the game or the ones you purchase yourself to put in the game to organize the pieces. Yeah. So I was on Twitter and because for some reason I'm on there all the time now. Yep. Uh, lots of board game stuff happens there. Yeah. A lot uh, of drama. And people were talking about inserts and how bad the inserts that come with games are. Mm-hmm. And somebody came out and said, well, you understand that the plastic inserts that come with games are just there to protect the components in shipping. Mm -hmm. And I just had this light bulb go off thinking, I have never thought of it that way. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So then I thought, we've talked about deluxifying games, but Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not the biggest one for saying an insert is a deluxification of a game. Uh-huh. And why would you say that, though? Uh, the main reason is it has nothing to do with playing the game uh, the most most of the time. Mm-hmm. There are inserts that you take from the box, put it on the board, the table to make it easier, like our Maracaibo insert. Yeah. Even Wingspan, their insert actually is kind of meant for that, isn't it? Where you, I believe so, Yeah, yes. where you put the cards on the thing. Yeah. yeah. So there are inserts that help bring the game along 
but there's also really basic inserts that you can get, like the folded space ones. Yeah. Right? Let's start with the ones that come with the boxes. Right. The plastic ones that come with the boxes. Sometimes they're very good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just get in the way. Yes. Uh, we've gone on a recent tear of tossing those plastic ones out and either doing baggies or a new insert. Yep. Uh, for the simple fact that they just, they don't always work real well. Yeah. Some, like, I can understand the packaging, you know, for shipping. Yep. It, it does actually make sense because, you know, everything's wrapped in plastic. It's not going to move anywhere. But you want to make sure, like, it doesn't get smushed around, yeah. right? Yeah. And I thought that was just the neatest idea of what those are for. And when people bash yeah. them, you can say, well, that's not the purpose of them. Yeah. But I can understand, like, after you've opened up the game, sometimes nothing, it, honestly, often nothing fits the way it did when you first had it in there, right? Or, or you get these complicated inserts and no instructions on how to put them in there. Yeah. Uh, the one that's popping to my mind right now is coin, or, uh, Coloma. Mm -hmm. It had spots for everything. It held it, but it was so hard to get anything out of it. Yep. We tore it out, put everything in bags. Yep. Uh, you know what the worst plastic insert I've seen so far? Uh, Everdell Pearlbrook. Okay. Um, and I say this because that box is a waste of space. Like it's it, it's the the box itself is the same size as a regular box, uh, thinner, yep. but still the same size. And you get some pearls, a few cardboard pieces, wonders, um, two paper things that go on the board, and. Oh, I guess you get one folded thing. So that must be why it's so big. But the actual plastic insert takes up the entire box and the rest of the pieces take up maybe a quarter of that. Yeah. And then you get them all out and it's like you don't understand how it fits. It looks like there's spaces in the plastic board for the wonders to fit, but they don't tell you where it is. And you're just like, I think it fits here. This kind of works. It's awful. It was horrendous. Well, and then there's those ones that are cardboard that take up the full box and then just dip down in two spots. Yeah. It's like, what's the point of that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so I, as I say, I've been tearing out a lot of those recently. Mm -hmm. uh, I My go-to right now has been folded space inserts. Absolutely, yeah. They are uh, press board, or not press board, uh, foam core. Foam. Yeah. They're foam core. They're usually 15 to 30 bucks. Yep. It takes a little bit of glue. Mm -hmm. They're nothing fancy. Mm -hmm. They don't add a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they seem to work really well. Well, that's, that's actually what I like is that they don't weigh that much. Uh, and they are relatively easy to put together. And they hold everything. Yeah. Yeah. So past those, mm -hmm. and and there are some limitations on the on those ones because if you have some deluxe bits sometimes yep. some cards the the folded space ones don't always work yeah the next step are wooden ones yeah usually broken token right broken token yeah. meeple realty uh tower racks mm -hmm. uh e-raptor uh gaming trunk there's a lot of different companies uh data or Daedalus was the one of the guys making the, some of the prettiest ones but they went out of business because they just didn't know how to run their company, I suspect. Yep. <laughs> uh, but 
you know, once more, you need some glue. Yep. You usually need a little bit of a hammer to put stuff <laughs> into place. Yeah, you building that uh, that chest for Dinosaur Island was funny. Yeah, and they add significant weight. That's the thing. The wooden ones are heavier, but they're really cool looking. Yeah. And it's fun if you look online because people will stain them. Yep. Uh, stain or paint, uh, and they look so cool. Yeah, like the wooden ones by far are the prettiest mm -hmm. and I find they hold everything the best mm -hmm. uh, but there is the weight and they're also significantly more expensive yeah and even for uh, holding them the one I can think of is Jordan's journeys of Middle Earth right yeah um, because I was taking stuff out to take pictures of it after I painted them uh, he told me some of the guys don't fit in his wooden insert. That was the one that was even advertised as fitting the base box and the expansions. Yeah, there's things that don't fit in it, uh, specifically the miniatures. There's certain miniatures that don't fit in the spots that they kind of say they're for, or they don't have enough space for all of them, uh, which shocked me when I heard that because that box is big. Yeah. So that insert must have been expensive. It wasn't cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the wooden ones aren't cheap. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, some people are just making a basic wooden one. Mm -hmm. Then there's a company like Meeple Realty where they go really thematic on their inserts. Mm -hmm. Like the Isle of Cats ones is a boat inside. That's wonderful. Uh, the Wingspan ones looks like a apothecary uh, chest, you know, where you're uh -huh. pulling out the drawers and stuff. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah. Like they, to me, they are taking it to that next level, sort of where Daedalus was or, yeah. you know, that company. Uh, Broken Token are functioning. Mm -hmm. uh, they do a decent job of mm -hmm. making them look good, but I think these other companies are taking them to that next level. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I well, I have the Broken Token paint rack. Yep. That's the one that I have because they do other wooden things, right? They do a lot uh, of wooden stuff. And yeah, it's... I, I would say functional is the word for it. You yeah. know, it's nothing fancy. You can stain it if you want, but it is a basic laser cut wooden insert. Yeah. And then uh, Gaming Trunk used to be out of Winnipeg. Now they're out of Ottawa. Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing some nice stuff too. I got their Maracaibo one. And the nice thing with it is the, you know, the uh, war place or mm -hmm. the little cubes. You take that right out, put it on the board. You do the same thing for the quests. You do the same thing for the military. And, and it's super quick to set up. Yeah. Right? I like that about mm -hmm. inserts that uh, allow you to use them as part of the game. Mm -hmm. uh, the one type of insert that we haven't touched yet, which is the big thing on Kickstarter, is the game trays. Ah. Uh, game trays, basically, I just got one for In the Hall of Mountain King. Mm -hmm. They're set up. So that basically you're taking it out of the game and putting it on the table and you're wa you're ready to play. Yeah. Uh, Jordan just got the Kickstarter edition of uh, Kingdom Rush mm -hmm. and it's all game trays and it's awesome. Yeah, I've actually seen the game trays for they have little ones for your uh, pieces. Yes. That you can buy separate. I almost got a bunch of those and I was like mm, maybe not, but I almost got some. They're nice. Uh, I like that they have lids. They have lids, <laughs> sort of the Stonemeyer ones. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, the only thing with those are I, I like our baking dishes that we use. I just like that they come separated, like yeah. they have separate spots so you can put your 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 resources in different areas. So they don't touch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can grab the, <laughs> the individual ones, but uh, basically, like 
you know, thinking of inserts and thinking as we're winding down here on why you would even want to get one, right? I think it comes back to that protecting the game, yes. right? Because, like, thinking of my um, champions insert, it keeps everything organized, and, you know, I don't have five decks of cards rummaging around in my case. Yeah, I, I, to me, the same thing. It it's, protects the game. It allows you to set up the game faster. Yeah. And, and that's the two, two things that I want in an insert. Definitely, yeah. Okay, I'm David. And I'm Shay. We will talk to you next week. Have a good night.